Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in. It is the first victorious version of Sox on Tap post game show this year. I'm Johnny Nani. Joined today by my co host, Tony Marchese. Tony, let's crack them. Well, victory beer action on a Saturday afternoon. Nothing better. Cheers, my friend. It, you, you are absolutely correct. Victory beers, that's why we're here. It's good to talk about a win with you, my friend. Absolutely, Tony. White Sox take down the Tigers 5-2 today. We will get into all the action from that. But before you do, Sox on Tap is presented by ontapsportsnet.com. Make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Give us a follow on social media at Sox on Tap and at ontapsportsnet. Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can chime in on these streams and we'll feature your comments here as they roll through uh, and we're discussing various White Sox topics. So, Tony, yeah, after a uh, sour opening day, White Sox bounce back, get a victory, uh, a little tumultuous at times. But overall, how are you feeling, man? Feeling good, Johnny, feeling fresh. Uh, absolutely uh, just ecstatic to be on the first winner of the season. I know sometimes we fight for these uh, post-game shows here in the Sox on tap. Crew. I've got the fireworks behind me. Just feeling happy we got Hawk Harrelson here. Uh, sources indicate you like fireworks. Has that been hashtag confirmed? Steve's already in the in the comments here. That has been hashtag confirmed. I love fireworks. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm ecstatic to be here on a Saturday, Johnny, drinking beers, victory beers for a White Sox victory. Yeah, victory beers, Tony. That's the biggest thing. I mean, it uh, it feels good. It feels good because I was watching the game with some friends who I'd watched the post game. Uh, series with uh, excuse me, postseason series with last year, and we had said that you know, yesterday, yeah, sure, it uh, it, it overall it's still deflating, you never like to lose, but I feel like we still have that same like intensity of like, oh, like we feel like it's like still playoffs since that's the last like real White Sox baseball we watched, and then now today, when you like, so when you lose, it feels a lot worse, but then when you win, feels like you're like on top of the world, so that's where I'm at right now. Absolutely agree with you. And, and Johnny, I think some of the recency bias of, you know, the last White Sox baseball we watched being playoff baseball, some of that does have a little bit of a carryover. But I will say the first two games of the year generally somewhat have that effect no matter what. So that you, you get up for these games, um, especially because you just haven't had baseball in a long time. But in reality, too, let's just sit back and, and look at the first two games of the season. Johnny, they've been close. There's been moments where the game gets a little bit tense. They have some playoff feels to them. Excellent pace to start the baseball season, despite some of the heartache. I've seen it just scrolling through Twitter during the game. It feels like a lot of White Sox fans feel that way right now, that these games are intense. They're close. Um, and, and from a baseball entertainment value perspective, Johnny, you and I were at the United Center the other night talking about 
just the the pace of hockey and how you know the the game of hockey keeps you interested in playoff baseball and just come kind of some general sports stuff. These have been good White Sox games to watch, despite the outcome yesterday. With the outcome today, it's been close baseball. It's been good baseball. Uh, fun stuff to watch uh, just early on in the year here. So I, I'm loving it, man. Fireworks yeah. all around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're in a victorious mood here. So we, uh, we'll we get into the win here real quick. But before uh, the game, some news, a lot of news actually dropped today. So uh, let's hash through this real quick, Tony. Uh, let's start with Lucas Giolito um, exited, obviously, after four innings yesterday. Looked good in his start, but had some left abdomen pain. Uh, Tony LaRusso said that Lucas is indeed going to the IL and he will miss at least two starts. Thoughts on this? Kind of expect it, right? You know, comes out of a ball game and uh, during yesterday's, uh, you know, season opener, um, says he felt, you know, some tugs. Um, he, he's kind of commented that it's not an oblique. We don't know what this injury is right now, Johnny. It's kind of concerning the way that Tony La Russa talked about it yesterday, talked about it today, that he's definitely going to go on the IL. Lucas had made some comments saying he's going to try and miss uh, the least amount of time possible. I don't know what this injury is. But I think that's what concerns me more about it, right? Like, I want to know exactly what's going on with Lucas Giolito because you've already got Lance Lynn on the shelf. Giolito's the guy that we talked about in our season opener show or season preview show that's going to have to come up and, and cover that ground. He's your ace. Missing one start is one thing. Missing two starts is another. We've been down this path before as White Sox fans. What happens when two starts becomes four starts, Johnny? And that's where I'm just a little bit nervous. Yeah, I mean, obviously only time will tell exactly how much time he misses because uh, the two starts was the optimistic outlook, right? And uh, with this, um, it, it the ambiguity surrounding the injury is definitely what's concerning here, Tony, because if it was just like an oblique strain, you could probably put a timeline on that. Like they already did with Johan Mankata, right? Um, so sure. Yeah. You wouldn't want Lucas Gilo to miss three weeks. Cause then you're talking about like four starts there for sure missing, but uh, with the abdomen strain, they still haven't actually like ruled at least uh, up until my checking the twatter.coms here. Uh, when, before we started, there isn't actual ruling. It's just kind of like left abdominal tightness soreness whatever um so then lucas giolito himself called it like a freak a weird injury and that just kind of leaves it open-ended so that i don't like i don't like those words yeah it doesn't bode well like it'd be one thing like last year you knew he had like what a hamstring strain and then he went on a 10-day IL stint so it's like yeah sure it sucked but you knew you knew what it was and we've seen a million and a half hamstring strains before so yeah the ambiguity is what kind of gets me here but hopefully that is only the two weeks um and also he was able to finish it wasn't like he was extremely laboring or like uh doing anything that looked like he was really really severely in pain so um i do uh echo tony larusa's sentiment and that he was smart to come out when he did you don't want to you know overextend that and uh make your possible absence even longer no, you don't. And, and and this is early baseball. We know that we've had a shortened spring training, Johnny. There's so many different things that can go in, into play here. I just think that you're right. The ambiguity around this is what's concerning to me. I think it's concerning to fans uh, all across the board, and we'll have to see what comes of this. But, I mean, I'm, I, I know you're not a fantasy baseball guy, but the, the Lance Lynn 
and Lucas Giolito heading up Tony Marchese's uh, pitching staff in fantasy baseball is also really hurting right now. I don't know if I have any sort of effect on this. I also have to say I drafted Yon Moncada. So we're, we're not looking, we're not looking hot over here, Johnny, for me taking White Sox players in my fantasy draft. This is second year in a row. Uh, last year was Eloy, Robert and Madrigal. So I've got to stop doing this. I don't know what to do here, man. Like give me some recommendations from someone who doesn't play fantasy baseball and is a White Sox fan and what's going on here. Uh, I got two words for you. You're fucked. That's it. Thanks. All right. So let's move on. Uh, next bit of news uh, in, in light of some of these pitching injuries. Uh, Vince Velasquez announced as the starter for the home opener, Tony. Um, good thing we're going to be out there at like 11 a.m. on Thursday drinking beers because um, this could be tough stomach. Is it? Is this like shades of uh, of 2018 Chicago White Sox baseball? Like, what's the equivalent right now uh, to an Ivan Nova day, or uh, you know, a, a Ross Detweiler day? Yeah. Are we going to find ourselves in the position, Johnny, where we're out in lot B until the second inning, some of these games because of the, the pitching staff, and just you don't right. want to you don't want to be in the ballpark paying ten dollars for Miller Lite. Um, watching Vince Velasquez through the first month of the season. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this. I think it kind of sucks. Uh, was it our guy, Andrew Kinsler, that yeah. had a tweet earlier yeah. today that said, you know, he'd rather see Dallas Keuchel at this point. I think I'm I with would him too. totally. He, yeah. he texted me that directly and I, it was so good that I had to screenshot it and post it. So that's where that came from Tony. And yes, I agree with uh, Mr. Kinsler there, honestly. And I know the situation doesn't bode for it, but I, if you go and look at those options out of when you take away those injuries that are already, we know that are out now in uh, Lance Lynn and then Lucas Giolito, I would have said Reynaldo Lopez would have been my pick if you're going with the three guys that were starting there uh, from the first three at Detroit, and then we're coming back home for what's left there, your options. Um, I would rather have Reynaldo Lopez, but obviously the plan was to use him the day they did. We'll get into that, uh, how he fared uh, in this ball game. But um, I'd rather go with him, and then after that, it would probably be two, a reluctant two, Dallas Keuchel, and then a last resort would be Vince Velasquez, and that's where we're at. <laughs> Is is Johnny Cueto up to speed yet? Like, can we get yeah, some sort of time frame on this? Yeah, see, the, the, that's a, that's the thing too, Tony. I uh, um, I'd caution White Sox fans, and I do think Johnny Cueto, especially looking at his numbers last year, he can offer some value here. But a, it's going to take him some time to get ramp out back up because he is a veteran guy. Um, need, needs that time to you know actually get to where he is, and you don't want to rush him because guess what? You're just going to get terrible results if you were to rush him into a spot here. And then also, I just wouldn't get my hopes up too, too high. I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. I think he can be serviceable, and that was definitely the best option that you had there. But let's temper it and not act like Johnny Cueto is going to be a savior here on the back end. No, uh, but, uh, you know, our guy Sean was talking about, like, if there's somebody to come in, <laughs> just Miguel, Gonzalez. Miguel Gonzalez will be in uniform. Yes, I love That's, it. Great thanks. comment, Justin. Great thanks, comment. Justin. See, this is why That's... you subscribe to Tap Sports that on YouTube. Get your comments in here because we love it. We we all remember the Miguel Gonzalez days here. Um, seemed like he was the eternal, like, fifth starter for a while during that rebuild. Hey, you know, it, it had a guy at a job in the major leagues to go get some outs every five days for the White Sox, Miguel Gonzalez. I, I Man, you're tempering expectations on Johnny Cueto. I want him to come out and do what Sean said on the show the other day and be that like Matt Latos guy that kind of carries you through. 
for for just a little bit. Yeah. Like, and that's that's the upside. But I, like I said, I just would caution against that because I don't know if you're going to get that. I, I don't, don't know if we're going to get that either. But that's and exactly Oracle, what I'm going to believe. Man. Yeah, Johnny Cueto's numbers were good last year, but he plays in Oracle Park. I mean, we can tie this into Rodon's comments today. We don't need to go elaborate on that. But at the same time, the point stands. Guaranteed rate field, even cold, is more of a hitter's park than Oracle Park ever would be. So, um, you know, he had the advantage of pitching, you know, home starts there at Oracle Park. Uh, and I'll follow that up with the White Sox offense should be just fine at home. Right. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I, I love it. So we, we have a little off track there. But yes, once again, that news is Vince Alaska starting the home opener. So uh, make sure you come out and join us uh, in lot B before that game on Tuesday. Just look for the black on tap sports net flag. Uh, it'll be flying up there. Come out, have a beer. Uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, excuse me beer, jello shots, all of the above, whatever you drink in that day, uh, you're going to need it for Vince Velasquez. I mean, you'd need it regardless because it's a home opener. It's a holiday. It's like Christmas morning. Got to celebrate it. So um, regardless, so since Vince Velasquez in the mound, you might want to get yourself a little extra lubricated. So let's move on to the next uh, bit of injury news. Um, and not, excuse me, not injury news yet. We'll get to him on the injury front, unfortunately, in a little bit. But uh, AJ Pollock expected to go on paternity leave. So um, that will kind of lead into our early uh, game commentary here. But let's start out. Hey, top one. I like the White Sox striking early. Strike early, strike often. Set the tone. Hashtag set the tone. Go and get those shirts on tapsports.bigcartel.com. But either way, Eloy Jimenez, two out, two RBI single. Once again here, coming through in the first inning. Good guys up 2-0 early, Tony. Love seeing this. And you've seen it two days in a row now, Johnny. Um, the, this White Sox offense has the ability to do stuff like this. And I think we all know day in, day out, this is going to be what wins them series is the fact that they can get on the board early. You look at that lineup, those first five hitters, that's, that's an opposing pitcher's nightmare. I mean, Casey Mize, um, he's going to be a stud in this league. I I honestly do think he he's got the stuff. But the White Sox offense was able to get on the board against the starting pitcher early. That's huge. Uh, driving up pitch counts. We saw that yesterday. The, the The White Sox lineup just has so much firepower that you're going to be able to do this. It doesn't have to come via the home run. It can come via a couple singles. It can come in, in, in many different forms, Johnny. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the White Sox offense early, especially because it's – it, it is this early in the season, and we know some of these guys in this lineup take a little bit of time to come around, get heated up um, as the warmer months come. And I love the fact that we're scoring runs in the first few innings of ball games. I don't know about you, but to me, that's just a recipe for success. Yeah, well, you got to set the tone. I know that was NWI Steve's spring training shtick, but uh, I think that doubles as a, you know, get on the board early, get on often. Uh, also, support for Tim Anderson when he comes back. We'll talk about his return tomorrow uh, in a little bit here, but uh, setting the tone uh, early in a ball game is cool and tough, Tony. Uh, we know that. We love early yes. runs. We love run support for our pitchers. So um, I like Sockside Mike, great fan of the show here. His comment. Eloy and Robert have been very disciplined at what they swing at thus far. Obviously, you're seeing it in the results. We know Luis Robert has MVP caliber. But, hey, I'm impressed with Eloy. And the question is, Eloy, is he coming for Abreu's White Sox RBI crown this year? I think he is. I think he is. he's got a head start, right? He does. He does have a head start. It's early. It's early. I'm just concerned, Johnny. Will Eloy put down more hot dogs at the ballpark this year than NWI Steve? 
Ooh, yeah, that's that's another good one here. I, li- I like I like these questions here. These, these leave it open ended and up for discussion here. So maybe NWI Steve looks like he's in the comments here. He's like shtick. What's a shtick? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, he also submitted his pick to click here early. We'll get to pick to click follow ups here in a little bit here. Let's move on. Uh, top third unfortunate news. AJ Pollock uh, leads off the single in that inning, but then uh, comes up gingerly as he's rounding the base, comes back, leaves under his own power, but it's right hamstring tightness. He exits Vaughn replaces him. Uh, Tony, that's so White Sox. We can't catch a fucking break. You know, Johnny, I'm thinking about this one. You already had the news uh, just a minute ago. If there was a time for AJ Pollock to to pull up lame, uh, rounding first base. It's, Wait, so you're saying we did catch a break here? I think we did catch a little bit of a possibly. break. Possibly, yes, possibly because rumor not not hashtag confirmed yet. Not hashtag confirmed. Just rumored because the the injury could could take a little bit longer for him to heal. We don't know what this is going to look like. Obviously, some further evaluation needed. But if he is indeed going on parental leave and he might not require a full IL stint. I think he might've caught a little bit of a break here, Johnny. I I think you do. If there was a time for him to, to have this happen, it might've been right now. That's what I'm hoping and praying for knock on some wood. Uh, But I I think we might be okay. Although I did watch twitter.com meltdown after that took place for a good 20, 30 minutes. It's not good to see a guy do that when he rounds first base. We had way too many injuries last year of players running to first base. So I think we've got a little bit of just some anxious feelings around that, but we might be okay here. Let's not panic on AJ Pollock just yet. He was going to be out a stretch of days anyway for paternity leave. So that, that is the baseline fact there. And then on top of that, I think the concern Tony stems from his injury history and having multiple hamstring issues like, that in the past, especially uh, last year, happened with the Dodgers, limited him to you know uh, just over a hundred games ish. Um, I think that his comments after though, because he did talk to the media, he's not leaving until Sunday for his paternity leave. So he did talk to the media and he said it definitely wasn't as severe. So obviously still subject to further evaluation by the training staff. But him saying that, um, you know, maybe it is just trying to. <laughs> keep White Sox fans on the ledge, not jumping off just yet. But um, I, I think that's a good sign. I do too. And and maybe jumping off the ledge, Johnny, uh, and trying to keep them from jumping off the ledge. I, I don't know if AJ Pollock's on Twitter, but I'm pretty sure most had already jumped off the ledge as soon as he well, came out the ball game. He, AJ Pollock's pretty active on Instagram, so he sees the shit. He sees the shit. Okay. Just making sure, you know, I want to make sure he knows. Let's move move past it to uh, some better stuff. And and that's in the top of the sixth, man. Uh, We got our second White Sox home run of the year. And it was a, it was a yes backdrop. It was awesome. You know, I love that. Um, I think everybody loves that in White Sox land, but I've been on the train since day one, even during his early struggles, Um, man, absolutely crushed. And I have to say, Tony, um, I, my buddy, Mikey G, I was at the bar with him. He can, can hashtag can confirm. I called it Nostranani back in the building. He has bat drops. That makes it 4-0 in the top of the six. We're feeling delicious. I've seen Nostranani show up way too many times. So I know it's real. You don't even have to, you know, I don't even I'm have just, to call I, I, I have to, I, I want I got to maintain my journalistic hashtag integrity here, Tony. So it's not that I'm just blowing smoke. Um, I, I, or the I've, like, oh I've yeah, I was, I've seen it in person. I, Tom I'm not Brady trying to be the, the Super Bowl, right? yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it. I've been there. I've got people who can also hashtag confirm this. No, Stranani does show up, but uh, Johnny, I want to get to this home run 
is there anything more visually like just pleasant than Yasmani Grandal? Like on the baseball field, is there anything more visually pleasant than when he gets a hold of a baseball? You know it's gone. Like maybe Ken Griffey Jr. swing. Ken Griffey Jr. in current day baseball. I don't know. Yasmani Grandal might be Mm -hmm. the perfect left-handed hitter. Um, It's it's just so beautiful. There's my buddy Mikey G. He's confirming the Nostranani prediction there. There you go. There it is. Look at Johnny's got people out here um you know just sources sources looking out for him but is there anything more like just in the white Sox? and yon mancada might be up there uh but yasmani grandal for sure you know when he hits that ball and it's going out of the ballpark he's he's rarely ever wrong with the reaction at home plate first of many bat drops i mean he knows if he got it or not um and and there's very few instances there might be one or two during a season where he hits it and then maybe it just holds up and it's warning track guy catches it right up against the wall um but yeah visually aesthetically pleasing tony i loved it and we're riding high at this point white Sox up 4-0 um, let's, uh, talk Dylan Cease here real quick before we break into the rest of the game here. Uh, this guy, we needed a solid start from him. We needed a little bit of length from him and guess what? He gave it to us. Uh, Tony, I don't know if you could ask for a better start given the shortened spring training uh, and what happened here. Let's read off his line, five innings, two hits, one earned run, three walks, eight strikeouts, uh, looking good. And obviously that run came in after he had left the game uh, in the top of the six, or excuse me, bottom of the six innings. So um, overall, what'd you like from Dylan Cease today? First off, I love the mustache. I mean, that's, he's just rocking that thing so hard. It, it just oozes confidence. Um, if a guy's coming out on the mound with the mustache like that, you know, he's got some stuff and Dylan Cease was there to back it up. It, it's really hard for a guy to go out on the mound with a stash like that and take himself seriously. And he did that today. And Detroit felt that they're going to, that it's humiliating if you're Detroit to get beaten that badly by a guy who's rocking a stash the same way that Dylan Cease is. I would feel terrible if I was Javier Baez um, today, right now, just it's, it's silly. It's absolutely silly to get beaten like that. Dylan Cease. I've asked for this for years. Avoid the big inning. He did that today. He's he's handled Detroit very well over the course of his career. I expected nothing less today. Undefeated. Never lost. Uh, yeah, that's cool and tough, Johnny. That's cool and tough. Dylan Cease oozed cool and tough today. I was sitting there thinking to myself, and I hate going back to this. I hate going back to this over and over again. It is amazing to me what Dylan Cease turned into and the fact that the Chicago Cubs organization traded not only Eloy Jimenez, but Dylan Cease and some other players in, in, in there as well who, who didn't really pan out for the White Sox organization, but for Jose Quintana, it's amazing to me. And this guy is top, he is top of the rotation stuff. He's just proving himself right here in a time of need for this White Sox organization when the rest of the starting rotation is just decimated with injuries. Dylan Cease all I have to say. He talked about setting yes. the tone last year, and now he came out and proved it today. So I did 
re retrieved that video clip of him saying, saying hashtag set the tone. Um, and he did that today uh, with his outing regarding that trade that you said, we caught the Cubs at a good time. So uh, thankful for that. And then other than that, the stuff is nasty enough. Just let it ride, baby. Um, I mean, I know we only three walks today, but you could even cut down on that. You just let do, it ride. Do we need just some let it ride. The, Do we need, need some to, fear the stash we, shirts? Yeah, we yeah some fear the stash. Yeah, it, it is a nice stash. It is a nice stash because it was a full beard. He said, I don't know if you saw the reports, but he had had the full look going, and then he had shaved it down. Um, so then he had some other buddies that he was training with that said that they enjoyed it, and then when he came into camp, some of the other guys enjoyed that there. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fear the stash as well as the beard uh, when it comes to. Uh, this White Sox pitching staff this year, Tony. That's all I've got on Dylan C's. Excellent. Did exactly what we needed from him. Let's move on in the rest of this game. Um, bottom of the six, that's where Raylo comes in and a little bit of sketchy uh, business here. Uh, allows one run early up uh, that does get charged to Dylan Cease. Um, looking uh, kind of shaky a little bit at the start. And then also a ball by Lurie Garcia. Bobble double play uh, turned on one that allows another run to come in. And then uh, the second one, though, was successful. He does get out of the inning. White Sox leading 4-2 here. But with Raylo, Tony, I hate the, you know, I should have just been negative 90 the whole way and said he's going to be terrible. And he's this is inevitable. It's going to happen. But the end of last season gave me a little hope. I, I was actually a little bit, like, hopeful that Renal Lopez would come in and do what he did coming out of the pen when he did finally get in that role last year. But, um, you know, Overall, in the moment, I will say everyone was rightfully a little bit like unnerved. But after the fact, when you realize, okay, we already had the four run lead, it's only two here. And then we were able, obviously, what happened after ensuing, which we'll get to in a second here, um, I'm able to take a step back and take a deep breath and say, okay, Raylo can still get to that point to figuring it out. But early on returns, Raylo, any thoughts there? Just classic Raylo, dude. Like that's that's kind of where I'm at with him. Um, what you've most consistently come to expect from him outside of the outlier of the kind of middle to end stretch of last year, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. It's it's kind of tough to watch it because I thought that we were going to have a guy who was going to be in this starting rotation, maybe your five guy. Um, but I think his upside was higher than that. If we're took, if we're talking about Reynaldo Lopez two, three years ago, I mean, he yeah. was one of these first guys at the time. Of the trade, there's, there's a point where I think we were like thinking more highly of him than Lucas Giolito at a point. There was, there was a time there was. And I, I want to expand on that um, at some point. Now is not the time to go and expand on that. But there, there was a time Johnny where people thought more highly of Reynaldo Lopez than Lucas Giolito. And it's kind of rough to see where we're at right now with him, although still serviceable. The role just starts diminishing. And I look at, you know, Vincent Velasquez starting this game in front of Sox faithful for the first time at home and not Reynaldo Lopez getting the ball. And that's kind of how far we've fallen. And it's that's rough to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into Ray a little more uh, a little bit at a future date and we can expand upon uh, expectations versus reality with him. But uh, let's get back uh, Vaughn Insurance Company uh, coming through top of the seventh. After you let that up, uh, it's nice to respond right away, Tony, even though we still had a two run lead, uh, padding that back up to three uh, with Vaughn's RBI single, bringing Harrison in who uh, Josh Harrison, nice little day, uh, created himself a nice gif. Uh, after the triple, unfortunately, in the fourth that he was not able to uh, 
uh, come home. Uh, White Sox did not convert on that a leadoff triple. But in this, he leads off uh, the party in the top of the seventh, the insurance party, uh, I'm going to call it. And uh, Andrew Vaughn brings him home after being inserted in A.J. Pollock's place there. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, uh, the A.V. club, meets every day so far this season. It has. The A.V. club is uh, firing on all cylinders, so to speak. Uh, and I, I love the Vaughn insurance policy. Um, gotta say, you know, I switched my car insurance over the Vaughn insurance and I'm, I'm a happy customer. Yeah, so far so good. Hey, no, no complaints there. So, uh, could have had more, uh, within the inning because Robert did single after that. Uh, but then unfortunately Adam angle caught between home and third, he did pinch run for Vaughn there, uh, after Vaughn's RBI single. So, um, would have liked to add more there, uh, a little bit of inopportunistic, but at least they got the initial strike there. Uh, and it turned out that would be all that they needed. Um, let's talk when, Raylo comes back out, uh, same kind of deal as Cease. They were trying to just get him one more there uh, see what he could do. Maybe he gets through it quickly. Who knows? Uh, that did not work out. But Bennett Souza comes in, and it is hashtag Bennett breakout season, Tony. Hit me with some takes on that. Dude, you got to love this. And I, I've always you know, looked for the guy that's going to come in uh, early in April and just do something last year. It was, it was Yerman Mercedes. Let's not, let's not take that off the table for, for a month. Yerman Mercedes kind of provided some lifeblood for this white Sox offense. Bennett Susan might be that guy for the bullpen still early. We have no idea how the rest of the, you know, April is going to go for the bullpen and how many opportunities he's going to get. But when Garrett crochet goes down, you're kind of sitting there like, who's going to be this, guy that comes out of the bullpen and handles this type of role so far it's Bennett breakout season folks as uh we just commented in there it's Bennett breakout season Johnny you have to love it get on board right now because it's you know buy buy in now buy in now while the price is low on Bennett Souza that's what we're doing here. Right. I was That's thinking we were only going to have one Southpaw in the bullpen. That would be Aaron bummer. But then obviously uh, Bennett Susan makes the roster. You get a nice story. I have yet to see him in a ball game yet, but uh, you get Tanner banks as well. I would assume you see him there too, uh piggybacking Kopech a little bit tomorrow because Tony LaRusso did not rule him out as a potential starter option uh, after uh, Giolito's injury news today. So it'll be interesting to see, but Hey, uh, I, I love it. I, I love a guy that can step in and produce immediately. Tony, you know, you've known my affinity for that for a while across all sports, right? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more cool and tough than being able to come in to a major league roster, whether that be in hockey, football, baseball, whatever it is, and make an immediate impact, making an immediate impact on an organization is cool and tough. Not many can do it. Bennett Souza is doing it at the major league level just within the first two games. Love to see it. Through the transitive property, we can conclude that Bennett Souza is cool and tough. Let's is he move. setting the tone? Is yeah, he, he setting is, the tone yeah, for he, the bullpen he, right now? Yeah, he, he is setting the tone for the bullpen right now. I, I would agree. That's hashtag set the tone shirts on tapsports.bigcartel.com. Go get them. Hashtag set the tone. All right, let's move on. Uh, we get to the bottom of the ninth, and Aaron Bummer comes in. Uh, no Liam Hendricks today. And uh, we had a little Bummer dramatics once again, but uh, he was able to recover uh, and get this thing done despite uh, letting up the first two uh, runners on base. So uh, Aaron Bummer, once again, I talked about it with Cease, but it applies even more so to Bummer. And I got to credit my guy, Mikey G, who was in here earlier, hashtag confirmed. He'll confirm this because he told me this. So I need to give him the credit for it. 
Bummer feels like he gets ahead in front of a lot of guys, Tony, maybe like 0-2, whatever it may be. And then he just tries to be too perfect. And maybe he's like yanking it a little bit, or maybe he's just trying to place it too perfectly. The stuff's nasty enough. Just fucking let it ride. Let it ride, and they're probably not going to hit it because what is expected batting average? That's what everybody likes to talk about. Well, guess what? Just let stuff ride then. Don't overthink it. Just let it go, right? Should. Why not? I mean, at this point with Aaron Bummer, you've seen the ups. You've seen the downs. The The highs are so high, and the lows are so low. It seems like there's no middle ground with this guy, at least to me, in terms of the dramatics that you talk about. You're either going to get a really clean Aaron Bummer inning, and he's going to look fantastic. That slider's going to be working. He's going to bust people off of that. On the other hand, you're going to have the times where the command just isn't there. You're going to walk batters. It's going to be dramatic. It doesn't matter at the end of the day how it gets done, although there are certain guys within a bullpen where you just fear a little bit. It, 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 it takes maybe a couple of days off your life because your heart starts pounding and you're watching this all go down. Aaron Bummer is one of those guys where more often than not, you're going to have some of this dramatic stuff because if the command isn't perfect, that stuff doesn't play as well as it does when he's completely on. And I think that, you know, overall the White Sox are better off because he's in this bullpen. I was a little bit nervous just as a fan, Johnny, I'm going to be honest with you seeing him enter the night today. I know the rationale behind it, but if this blew up in Tony LaRusso's face, we'd be talking about a completely different ball game today with Aaron Bummer on the mound and what happened and transpired in yesterday's ball game. I'm glad this one worked out. All right. I think we had enough bullpen uh, implosion talk with you guys yesterday, so I don't need to rehash that. Aaron Bummer was able to lock it down. And at the end of the day, Tony, uh, it, it's never going to be pretty. It's never easy. We, uh, we had multiple, multiple tweets. If you just scrolled White Sox Twitter throughout any point in that ninth inning, never going to be easy. But at the end of the day, when it's not easy, it does make the victory beers taste a little bit sweeter because, uh, you know, it's like the you're on the edge for a little bit and then it brings you back here. So I'm yes. going to have a little celebratory swig. Rocking the White Sox, Sox win their koozie today, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this thing of ours, and on it goes, uh, on it goes. Um, you know, nice choices. Yes, absolutely. So at the end of the day, White Sox win 5-2 first victory of the year, first of many, Tony. It's going to be a great season. I can't fucking wait, even with injury issues, even with concerns about certain positional aspects of this team, man. Uh, it's exciting. We should be excited about White Sox baseball, and this is your first taste of it. It's amazing how the mood shifts uh, after loss and granted opening day, like you said, is a little bit more heightened. But still, after a win, you feel like you're like you're on cloud nine right now, correct? Absolutely. I mean, it just changes your mood for the whole rest of the day. We've got fireworks in the background here. Hawk Harrelson's here with me. Give him a little talk. Give him a little shake right there. I, I, I'm just, I'm ecstatic, man. Winning is cool and tough. It's fun. Socks on tap rule number one. Winning is cool and tough. It's fun. Winning's fun. We're going to do a whole lot of it this season. Timmy's back tomorrow, man. Like, ha. Let's, let's get excited about some stuff. Yeah, yeah, Timmy's back. Hey, one thing I want to institute here on Socks on Tap uh, this season, Tony, I know we haven't done it a whole lot in the past because we tweet them out every day, but it's like, do we ever really follow up on it? So uh, it's hard to kind of keep score because it's a little bit arbitrary. Like, you don't know. It's like in a couple guys might have a good day. So it's like, oh, do we only award one point here or whatever? But I'm talking about picks to click in our selections. We always put them out. We encourage our uh, followers, listeners uh, to engage with us. Uh, drop yours in the replies. We always retweet it so you can get your pick out there um ours today you had pollock 
uh, Buzz had Eloy. Um, I had Grundall as well as NWI Steve. And then uh, Sean Roberts went with the guy on the mound, Dylan Cease. Um, pretty damn solid across the board. I know you got kind of got cut short. That's none of your own. You know, you, you can't control that. Uh, so Pollock, maybe no uh, points there for actually, you know, kind of, you know, everything's made up and the points don't matter for awarding it. Uh, whose line is it anyway style here? But other than that, the rest of these clicked here. Eloy with the uh, getting the party started. Hashtag set the tone. And then uh, Yaz Money with the bat drop and Dylan sees the solid outing when they needed it. That's a pretty successful day on Pixels Click, Tony, on the follow-up I would, here. I would say it was. If we're following up on this, I'd say A-plus across the board for everybody except for myself. Obviously, it sucks to pick the injured guy. The only other guy in the lineup I would, probably would have went with today is Gavin Cheats in his season debut. Obviously, that didn't really pan out for him. Didn't really feel great about Gavin Cheats in, in game one in the cold weather and all that other stuff. Pollock swung a good bat the other day. Sucks to see him come out, but overall, Johnny, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give everybody here at Sox on Tap kind of an A plus for the picks to click because they all factored in the game. Yeah, we'll, so we'll made give up and the point. points don't matter. Yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll give a we'll give points to me, Buzz, NWI Steve, and Sean Roberts. Uh, but points don't matter. So whatever. Uh yeah, that's uh you just get a little shout out here on the show. Let's move on to next game preview, the Sunday series finale rubber match here. Um, as you mentioned, the big storyline is Tim Anderson is hashtag back. Two-game suspension is served. He will be back in the lineup, assume leading off tomorrow. Obviously, won't know until uh, the morning hours, but uh, that is a big storyline leading in. It'll be Michael Kopech back in the starting rotation. Uh, he will make his first start of the season tomorrow. And uh, the Tigers will counter it with Tarek Skubal. So this one should be a good one. Tarek Skubal got our number many times last year. So uh, I'm excited to see Michael Kopech, though. I'm excited to see Tim Anderson back. Hashtag set the tone at the top of the lineup. Tony, what are you expecting from this ballgame? Luis Robert coming out party. That's Excuse what I you. see happening. Luis Robert. There you go. As if he hasn't had a decent start to the season already. <laughs> no, but I think we're going to leave the ballpark tomorrow. Yeah. Early pick to click in here. I think Luis Robert's going to take command of yeah. this game. That's what I'm expecting. I also think that, uh, yeah, TA7 coming back tomorrow. That's Steve's pick to click yep. for tomorrow. I think the straw that stirs the drink will be back. You're going to see a different energy with this club. We've watched the first two games, and I think that this is really important. These first two games, one and one, it's 500 without Tim Anderson. That's important because you saw a stretch of baseball over the past few seasons where the White Sox have been without Tim Anderson, and this team is just way more exciting with him on the field than off the field. So get ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow is where the season kind of really starts for me because you've got your guy. I think he really leads this team. If he is the straw that serves a drink that everybody likes to say, Tim Anderson is your leader. Having him on the field is going to be a different feel for White Sox baseball. I know this is a no literary slander zone. The botched double play ball earlier in today's ball game doesn't Kilt happen. Kilt. I, 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 was, Kilt. I was trying to avoid it. I was trying to avoid it. Johnny's got the Garcia jersey on. It killed me. I was trying to avoid this conversation, so I'll kind of just breeze right past this. You're not going to see that with Tim Anderson at shortstop, right. yeah. hopefully. Um, and 100%. there's there's just going to be a different energy leading off the ball game. I think Timmy's going to be aggressive. You're going to see some 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 Tim Anderson style baseball. He's ready to go. You have to know he's ready to fucking go. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Anderson will be the storyline tomorrow. Um, I could go and wax poetic about him, but uh, just when talking about his impact, I'll use two words, glue guy. 
uh, it'll be great to have him back. Your glue guy in the clubhouse. That's what he is. Um, all right. I'll go with my pick to click other leadership here. A guy who has formidable numbers against Mr. Tarek Skubal, uh, Mr. Jose Abreu hitting 455 in his career uh, against the young left-hander. So that is my pick to click. Uh, score prediction for the series finale. How are the White Sox winning? Because I know if you're going to predict they're going to win as why. Six to four. Six four. I'll go Six, with four. a uh, five three. There we go. Love it. All right. More, more victory beers. Yeah, more more victory beers. All right, we got a few uh, socks on tap uh, notes to talk about. I mentioned it earlier, but uh, Tuesday is the home opener. We announced, we kind of touched on that when Vince Velasquez uh, was announced as the uh, home opener starter. It doesn't matter. It's still a goddamn holiday on the south side, so uh, make sure you're coming out to Lot B. Uh, we'll be there early very early, uh, trying to get out there in the 11 o'clock hour. So uh, come out, join us. First pitch is at 310, but we will be out there. Just look for the black on tap sports net flag. Uh, it looks like if you don't not familiar, that comment that's right there uh, in there, the uh, black circle logo with the tap handle, uh, just go and look for it. Come under there, and uh, we'll have beers flowing, uh, talking White Sox baseball, playing bags. Uh, it'll be a great time, so we should come out for that. And then other than that, uh, Tony, I got to do a little self-plug here. Is that all right? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for, you'll hear it at that tailgate, but uh, you can go and hear this now. If you're looking for a White Sox playlist this year, if you're unfamiliar, every year I uh, I like to consider myself a uh, kind of just behind the laptop DJ. Um, I like a lot of music. I listen to a lot of music. I consume a lot of it. You know that, Tony. Uh, I like to combine that with my love for sports and the White Sox especially. So Every year I make something called the White Sox Ballpark Mix, and this is the fourth year of it. Uh, it was uh, delayed a little bit. I usually like to get it out during spring training to let people get amped up for the season. Uh, much like the lockout delayed the MLB season, uh, MLB lockout delayed this because I was still in hockey mode for an extended period of time. But we're fully back, hashtag back. Uh, it got out right before, about an hour before first pitch uh, on uh friday so it's the white Sox ballpark mix volume four a mix of a bunch of songs white Sox sound bites interlaced in there uh all tailgate jams it's all stuff that should get you amped up um good tunes uh i'm a big edm fan so it's pretty heavy on that but at the same time it's kind of reflective if you go out to a ballpark now that's what you're gonna hear a lot because uh, that's kind of the amp up jams there's still a good amount of rock good amount of alternative in there a little bit of rap mixed in there so uh it's got a little flavor for everyone a little edm heavy but uh it's a good tailgate pump up jam i got to promote myself uh at nani johnny handles right here underneath here at n-o-n-n-i-e-j-o-n-n-i-e on twitter it's my pin tweet all you got to do is click the link takes you to Dropbox where you can download or just listen in uh, the browser, whether that be mobile or on your, uh, you know, desktop view. So um, go and download that, uh, go and listen to it, stream it. Uh, I appreciate it. And any feedback you have, uh, go and hit me at that same handle right here at Nani Johnny. Um, I would love to hear it. Tony, have you sampled it at all yet? I have. I believe I was the one that uh, that found the socks on tap clip last night. I have previewed this. I got to say, man, uh, there's there's nothing better than some White Sox clips cut up with good music. And you've done a fantastic job over the past few years providing these. These are staples at Sox on Tap tailgates and, and just even pregame uh, beers uh, with some music before the White Sox play some ball games or even driving home from the ballpark. One of my favorite times to listen to the ballpark mix after a White Sox victory. Sometimes after a White Sox loss, doesn't matter. It's, it's always good to hear 
you know, friendly voices of Jason Benetti, Hawk Harrelson, Len Casper, and even guys that you hear on this show, uh, you know, provide sound bites in between some music. It's good stuff. Johnny, I love it. Always up for you to plug that. Uh, I just want other White Sox fans to get to, you know, experience some good music and, and some White Sox clips in there that makes you think about this team just a little bit more because it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Baseball is supposed to be fun. Yeah, this it, is one of the fun things. Absolutely. And uh, I, I wish it was on a more accessible thing. It'd be awesome if I could like get that thing into Spotify or Apple Music, but I can't. I, I cannot. I don't. I'd like do a not. White Sox Friday night I'd, fireworks show yeah, I, set to the yeah, ballpark. Th- th- that would be awesome, Tony. But just for the listeners out there, if you're looking for that and you're wondering why it's on like the platform that it is, um, I just I don't have that power. I, I cannot get it into the major streaming services. There would be some uh, you know copyright sort of uh, slander <laughs> slapped all over me. So you can just go uh, look at it in the uh, Dropbox. You can listen right in there, uh, like I said, on your mobile device, but I recommend downloading it. Just look for that little button uh, up in the corner there uh, among the options to download, and then you save it as an MP3 file. There you go. Uh, you got an hour long. Hear that thing blasting across yeah. lot B, lot C, lot A, every yeah. single parking lot. Yeah, and then I also, I, I did, Tony, to further my plugs here, I did uh, make a thread tweet. So if you go to that pinned tweet, the thread tweet below it has the links to the previous version. So the, this is the fourth one that was released this year. I have the previous ones in there, same deal. White Sox uh, sound bites mixed up over an hour long mix of songs uh, ranging from classic rock to alternative to bunch of EDM to some rap. Um, it, it's all thrown in there. So um, just had to plug that. Th- that's it. And uh, we got to get out of here soon. So uh, final thoughts. You know, final thoughts today, Johnny. It's always great to have victory beers. I want more of these this season than we have misery beers. This is number one. I can't wait for number two. Hopefully, we're doing that tomorrow. Um, And hopefully, we're doing that on Tuesday. Winning streaks are cool and tough. It's time for the first winning streak of the season, Johnny. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's time. I think it's time for the first winning streak of the season. Vincent Velasquez is the only thing standing in the way of that. Let's hope that that's not a factor because the White Sox offense continues to do what it's doing right now. Expecting tomorrow. Tim Anderson coming out of the gate hot. Luis Robert, my pick to click, coming out of the gate hot tomorrow. Pour it on early. Drive the pitch count up. Let's get to that Tigers bullpen very early in this ball game tomorrow. On the other side of the ball, Michael Kopech. The flow is back, Johnny. The Michael Kopech flow is back. Saw him in the dugout today on the television. The flow's back. I think Michael Kopech with the flow is going to be better than Michael Kopech without the flow. It's my final thought for the day. I don't know if you have any comments on the Michael Kopech flow, but I'm feeling Michael Kopech maybe like five strikeouts tomorrow in three innings at least. I I just wish my locks were as luscious as his. I've got the length, but I do not have the same kind of uh, depth to it. So I wish they were as luscious, but I can't. But I do my best imitation. We could get, Um, I I mean, we can make some calls and figure out who does Michael Kopech's hair. I I mean, that's professionally done. Right. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, you know, showering and then just tolling it off and maybe using a little blow dryer to get the back where it's like super soaked. So that's about it. So, yeah, yeah, we we can make some inquiries, but uh, I'll recap the show real quick here. Uh, We got some injury news. uh, Giolito to the IL. Uh, We've got um, Vince Velasquez starting the home opener. AJ Pollock going on 
paternity leave and also injured. White Sox win 5-2. Go back, listen through for all that recap. Pick the clicks. Hit pretty well today. Next game is Kopech making his first start since. uh, Well, I guess he did make a start uh, spot starts last year, but full-time back in the rotation. He is hashtag back. Tim Anderson is hashtag back. The storyline is going to be all about him. And uh, yeah, we're looking to break this, uh, you know, get a win here in in the rubber match and uh, break that tie in the series here. So um, that's it. That does it for this edition of Socks on Tap. First winning one of the season, Tony. Great to be with you on it. Uh, Listeners, make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, on tap Sportsnet, so you can interact with us on these shows and we will feature your comments on here and discuss them uh, as they come through here uh, we cannot do it via twitter so make sure you're on that youtube subscription so you know when we go live and you can also interact with us um, other than that follow us on social media at socks on tap at on tap sports and that's it white Sox forever white Sox forever